Lord, send your spirit to move in our world and stir the water of our souls so that we will desire a word of instruction that awakens us to the joy of your coming reign. Amen. When you hear the scripture reading for today, you may think, you know, that preacher needs a calendar. Doesn't he know that this is the time to be looking forward to too much Thanksgiving dinner, way too much football, and lots of Black Friday sales? So why in the world are we reading something that sounds more like the week before Easter? The festival of Christ the King ends our marking of ordinary time after the day of Pentecost and moves us to the threshold of Advent, the season of hope for Christ coming again at the end of time. The day centers on the crucified, risen Christ whom God exalted to rule over the whole universe. The celebration of the Lordship of Christ looks back to the ascension and Easter and transfiguration and points ahead to the coming appearing in glory of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Our reading today begins at the 28th verse in the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to John. I'll be reading from a newer translation called the Common English Bible, or CEB. It's in a little more modern English, and it claims to be a better translation. But first, let me describe the context by telling you some of what went on earlier in this same chapter. Judas, the soldiers, the guards, and priests came in the, to the garden and arrest Jesus. They bind him and take him before Annas and Caiaphas. Now, Annas was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Caiaphas questions Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching, and then they take Jesus to Pilate, which is where today's reading begins. As you listen, notice the questions that are asked and consider how they are answered or not, but mainly, listen for the word of God. The Jewish leaders led Jesus from Caiaphas to the Roman governor's palace. It was early in the morning so that they could eat the Passover. The Jewish leaders wouldn't enter the palace. Entering the palace would have made them ritually impure. So Pilate went out to them and asked, what charge do you bring against this man? They answered, If he had done nothing wrong, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. Pilate responded, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jewish leaders replied, The law does not let us kill anyone. This was so that Jesus' word might be fulfilled when he indicated how he was going to die. Pilate went back into the palace. He summoned Jesus and asked, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others spoken to you about me? Pilate responded, I'm not a Jew, am I? You, your nation and its chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus replied, my kingdom doesn't originate from this world. If it did, 
my guards would fight so that I wouldn't have been arrested by the Jewish leaders. My kingdom isn't from here. So you are a king, Pilate said. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. I was born and came into the world for this reason, to testify to the truth. Whoever accepts the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Consider three perspectives, three points of view in the verses we read from the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to John. The Jewish leaders, Pilate, and Jesus. From the point of view of the Jewish leaders, Jesus is a blasphemous troublemaker who needs to be done away with, killed. He has broken a variety of rules they hold dear. What you do on the Sabbath, for example. And he has attracted too many followers to suit them. If this continues, he's gonna arouse the attention of the Roman authorities and make life even harder for this occupied nation. From the point of view of the Jews, Jesus was trouble and he needed stopping. Two powerful and dangerous emotions drive the Jewish leadership, hate and fear. As current events bear tragic witness, nothing twists, warps, perverts judgment like hate and fear. Hate and fear led to a plot against Jesus. Hate and fear moved the crowd later to shout, crucify him, crucify him. Then there's Pilate's perspective, the chief Roman authority in an occupied nation. Pilate has two main jobs. First, keep collecting those taxes got to feed all that army, and second, keep control of the natives. Roman Governor Pilate asked the first question a judge should ask, what charge do you bring against this man? And the answer, well, if you hadn't done anything wrong, we wouldn't have brought him to you, would we? That's not much of an answer. You don't have to watch Law and Order and all these lawyer shows on TV and say, your honor, the question didn't get answered there, did it? Jewish leaders did not answer Pilate's question because they really didn't want to tell Pilate the truth. You see, in the hearing with before Annas and then later the chief priest Caiaphas, the charge had been blasphemy. And that charge, that charge wouldn't have mattered too much to Pilate. It would not interest the Roman governor. So Pilate goes back into the into his palace and he asked Jesus a question that he didn't answer directly either. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus, of course, said, do you say this on your own or have others spoken to you about me? Well, Pilate doesn't answer that question either, but says, I'm not a Jew, am I? And then Jesus replied, 
My kingdom doesn't originate from this world. So the third point of view to consider is that of the man on trial, Jesus. What do you think Jesus meant when he said to Pilate that his kingdom did not originate from this world? How is the kingdom that Jesus rules different from Pilate's kingdom? Pilate's rule and the rule of most earthly kingdoms, including our own country, is based on, maintained by, protected by power. Power that comes from domination, from violence, a threat of violence, and from economic power. Pilate's behavior is governed by fear. After questioning Jesus, he returned to the Jewish leaders and said, I find no grounds for any charge against him. Pilate's verdict basically was not guilty. But still, Pilate has Jesus whipped and mocked, and eventually he turns him over to be crucified. Pilate did this because of fear. He feared the leaders, he feared the crowd, and he especially feared what Rome might do to him if he did not control these people. How often do we know the right thing to do, but we don't do it because of fear? On this Sunday, we celebrate the reign of Christ, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, ruler of all history, judge of all people. In Christ all things began and in Christ all things will be fulfilled and in the end Christ will triumph over the forces of evil. Before Jesus came before Pilate, he was questioned by, about his teachings. And his answer then was, why ask me? Ask those who heard what I told them. They know what I said. So let me leave you with this question to ponder. When the world, when our neighbors, our friends, our family, when they look at us and at our lives, can they tell from how we live, can they tell that we know and believe and follow Jesus? And when we look at ourselves, can we? <clears throat> Thanks be to God. Go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. In short, love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.